Paz IM Radio with your co-hosts Robert Brining and Aaron Laxton. We go around the world and across the United States. Join in the conversation by calling in to 929-477-3572. That's 929-477-3572. This week, we have your HIV scoop with Josh Robbins and your positive message from Rise Up to HIV and Kevin Maloney. Your weekly dose of hope. Pause IM Radio. I hope you're ready for season two because it starts now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this Sunday edition of Pause I Am Radio. It is July 30th. I am excited for today's show and today's guest. Um, this is the first show I've uh, done live since uh, the Brotherhood Retreat that I attended last week in the Poconos, which was absolutely amazing. Um, I'll be talking a little bit about that um, before the guest comes on, but we're going to do a whole uh, Brotherhood uh, Retreat recap next week, August 6th. Um, I'll be sharing um, in more detail about my experience there at the at the um, retreat, and then I'll be having individuals who actually attended the retreat and people that I've met um, for the first time there come on and uh, share what they got out of the retreat. Um, there is a, a second retreat that's happening this year. I believe uh, the dates will be announced later on um, within, I believe, uh, probably by the, that show next week, by August 6th, they'll announce it publicly. Um, but I'm excited about it. Um, if you have never been to the retreat, check it out. Go to brotherhoodretreat.com or uh, pausretreat.com or just Google it. Uh, I'll have a blog up by next week as well. I'm really excited about it. It was an amazing experience and a great way to connect with individuals um, on a level that isn't usually done um, at conferences and other um, events. So uh, check this out. Again, uh, pausretreat.com. It was an amazing experience. But today I have uh, my friend and my former co-host, Jack McEnroth, coming on to talk about uh, his uh, fundraising campaign uh, for uh, Breaking AIDS, which uh, benefits Housing Works. He's going to come on and talk about his scandalous campaign, I guess we could call it, or, or in his own words on his website, Sassy um, Fundraiser. It is definitely sassy. Um, if you listened last, uh, to our show two weeks ago with Hank Trout, um, the HIV scoop from that show actually uh, talked a little bit about uh, Jack's fundraiser and uh, the Breaking AIDS ride and, and what it's all about. So when Jack comes on, he'll talk about it, but we'll also uh, play that a little later because uh, Josh Robin, who supplies the HIV scoop every week, is actually um, en route to Philadelphia. Uh, he's here for an event or something that's going on. So um, safe travels to Josh, but he took off this week with supplying us with a scoop. So when I do play the HIV scoop um, a little bit later in the show, it will be from two weeks ago. So um, yes, everything about Jack and his uh, Breaking AIDS Ride fundraiser is correct and relevant and, and still true. But the um, the second part of the scoop is about the activists being arrested and all that, that was actually two weeks ago. So I just don't want you to get confused when that does come on. So a lot of you are familiar with Jack. He co-hosted with me for uh, a few years, actually, here on Pause Radio when we did it bi-weekly. He used to uh, host with me Wednesday night, or oh, Wednesday afternoons, I apologize, um, 
at, at 2 uh, p.m. And we used to have some awesome times, and it was cool to, to meet him and see him. And a lot of people are familiar with Jack uh, from the season four um, Project Runway. Uh, he was actually the first person since Pedro Zamora to come out uh, HIV positive on national television. And it was a big thing. Uh, I remember sitting there and not seeing me on these television shows that were quote unquote reality. And I remember when Jack um, disclosed the status uh, on the show, it was, it was a big thing and it made a lot of waves and it it inspired me and, and I'm sure many others to, you know, accept their truth and, and, and live uh, positive. And, And Jack is actually doing that. He's a part of many campaigns. He's created so many awesome campaigns um, with different organizations. He is, He's a master. He's a master uh, of everything that he does. He's uh, in design. He's modeling. He, he's an amazing swimmer. Um, in 2009 in the Out Games in Copenhagen, Denmark, um, and in 2010 at the Gay Games in Cologne, he, he earned seven medals. I mean, he's an amazing activist person, human being, and um, I like that he doesn't have boundaries and that he's able to uh, be who he is and, and not not care and still promote um, awareness uh, for this disease. So please help me welcome my friend, Jack McEnroth. How are you, Jack? Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, it's been like forever. How you been? I'm good. Can you, I know we discussed earlier, my phone might be kind of janky. Is that, do I sound okay? I, you know, you sound great. Okay, good. Yeah, it's funny. I have you a sound like Jack. and I just, <laughs> I, I took it into the Apple store and they were like, yeah, there's something wrong with the phone part of your phone and we can't fix it. And like, I'm like, that's ironic. Everything I can do, I, I just can't use my phone as a phone. So everyone's going to the audio is kind of crappy, but no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. That was an awesome intro. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think um, the, the last time I think that we did a show together, I think it was in 2011. I think when I was looking back in the archives, okay. um, so it, it's been a long time. What have you been up to? It has been a long time. And when did we do the show together? That was like probably 2009. Mm, yeah, it wasn't that long after you, uh, after you were on, because I was you on, on the show Project, on Project was, Sunday in 07, right? No, 08. So it's 08, been almost okay. 10 years. So it was 08. Yeah, so I would say probably like oh nine. I think we did it for like a year or so. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of episodes back there. Yeah, about a year. There. About a year. Um, I've been really good. I um, I have. I was in Oakland for. I took a really great job for MSMGF, which is a nonprofit and um mostly international. So when I mention it, people here in the U.S. don't know it, but we do a, did a lot of work in Africa, Asia, Latin America. So I I got a um. I try, you know, as I, I transitioned out of fashion design and into like PR communications and marketing. So it was a really great mm-hmm. job that I just sort of couldn't pass up. So um, that was just sort of a blip in my career because I, everyone was like, where the hell did you go? I'm like, yeah, I went to Oakland and I lived this very hermit-like life where I, you know, just went to work and went home and I, I tried to swim on the team there, but it wasn't, I didn't like it. And so this is one of those things where I'm like, I can do anything for two years. I can do anything for two years. And it was a great job and it was a great experience. I got to go to the International AIDS Conference in Durban, South Africa. Um, so some really cool stuff happened, but it just, I'm such a New Yorker now. I mean, after a year of it, I was like, oh, 
because plus I was yeah I was imagining like New York and Oakland they're like from two different sides of the world and completely different well it's so funny because I went to right 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 and I went to um Berkeley for my undergrad which is right next to Oakland and Oakland is now considered like the Brooklyn of San Francisco because San Francisco is so insane that everyone has they can't afford it so they're moving to Oakland but it is and it isn't. I mean, I didn't have a car because I haven't had a car since I was 17 and I don't want to kill people. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I, seriously, it's like, I don't even know how to use cars now. It's like, I thank God for Uber and Lyft. But, uh, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. They park oh, themselves dude, now, dude. you know. <laughs> I know. No, my, this, I, well, I'm, you know, we'll talk about it in a minute, but I'm fundraising for Breaking AIDS right now. One of my big donors, uh, He's so fucking loaded, but he's like, yeah, I mean, he gave me a thousand dollars and he's like, um, yeah, well, I have a new, I turned to my old Tesla and I have a new automated Tesla where it drives itself, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, and he, and he goes, and I got my boyfriend went to, you know, just cause, and I was like, oh, you suck, man. <laughs> um, but yeah. And so I've been back in New York, uh, in September will be a year. So, um, I was working for an app for the, an app briefly Hornet and it didn't work out. And it's weird because I've worked in the nonprofit sector for such a long time since I've been out of design, which is 10 years now, um, working in the for-profit sector was weird for me. Like I, I'm, I probably, you have some of this and a lot of your guests have some of this where I, if I'm not giving back sort of I feel weird I don't know how to explain that necessarily but like it's such a part of me now to be working for people that can't do for themselves necessarily or working for a cause or helping people so when I was just doing work to make a business better it's it, it's not the same motivation for me and granted nonprofit work is always overworked and underpaid and I would love to be a millionaire which I'm not ever going to be so um, but I don't know. So yeah, I'm right now I'm back. And after that kind of fell apart, I went back to housing work. So I don't know if you remember, but I did this ride. It's the breaking AIDS ride. Um, it, and it's benefits housing works and it's in September. Uh, I think we traveled to Boston on the seventh and then the ride is three days, the eighth to the 10th, it's a hundred miles a day. And, um, yeah, I, in 2014, I personally raised Fifty-six thousand dollars in eight weeks. So wow. Um, I know, and it sounds like because I have a lot of social media people and whatever. I you know I thought it was actually going to be easy, but now everyone's doing it. Like you know, everyone's got a GoFundMe page or everyone's crowdsourcing, and you know, but six right now, tons of people are trying to raise money for resistance and all this. So it's really, it's actually. Hope I'm this year. I try to go for seventy-five thousand. So. Right now, I think we're about six weeks out, and I have actually closer to five weeks out. Fuck, um, and I have thirty-one thousand dollars. So in the next month, I'm gonna just be bugging the shit out of everyone I know. <laughs> so, so how can people donate? Where can they go to do that exactly for your um, um, for your I specific mean, fundraiser? Easiest way to explain on social media. I mean on. Uh, on this uh, show is 
I, I can well the, my link is a bitly link. It's bit uh b i t dot l y uh slash uh Jack Ride and that's all in caps. It's case sensitive. Um but if you don't remember that and you get confused, just go. I mean, you can there's been already some articles written about my fundraising and always go on my social media like Facebook, Instagram. Um I think my Twitter page is pinned at the top is um the link and everything. And actually it's I've I I learned a lot from my first go around. So this time um, if you give a hundred dollars, basket underwear will give you, I mean, I still have all these tiers donations. So it first starts at a hundred dollars and basket underwear will send you a free pair of underwear. Um, and then with a hundred dollars, you also get one entry into the raffle and I'm raffling off like a Lorenzo Martone bike, a wet lube gift, gift bag basket, which is worth, I got one once cause I was the wet platinum man of the year in 2015 or something. <laughs> And it's all this lube. And you think it's not that big of a deal, but lube is expensive. So, um, Basket's giving an <laughs> underwear pack. Um, I mean, just all this really cool stuff. Breedwell. It's, have you ever seen that LED sort of like um, a lot of the Go-Go Boys wear them where it's like harnesses and armbands and they're lit up and they glow. So, um, the company that makes those is called Breedwell and their website's Breedwell Gear. And if you donate 250 or I mean, it's a 500. I think it's 500. You can pick one of their items <laughs> off the thing. So, so basically, it goes like, so for every $100 you give, you get another entry into the raffle, and I'm giving away all this cool shit. And then uh, five, um, I'm doing that same thing that I did in 2014, where if you donate $250, i will write your name on my chest and post all over social media. And for $1,000, i will write on my ass. <laughs> but I actually had three people <laughs> donate, like, well, yeah. I mean, and it worked. It worked. And, like, you know, my, my whole shtick is sort of, like, sex positive, sexy, slutty. Like, I don't – I'm not pretending to be anything that I'm not. It's just all sort of very out there. So, yeah, it's good. Give me money, people. No, I think it, <laughs> I think it's great. I actually uh, just went to your uh, Twitter page at Jack McAmoth and just uh, retweeted the link so people can go and check it out. Um but yeah, you're definitely putting it all out there for this. I, I see. Um, I actually last week we did uh, our our scoop with uh, Josh Robbins. I want to go ahead and play that um, for everyone this week. And it actually he brought up your campaign. So uh, let's head over to Josh Robbins again. This was uh, from two weeks ago. So I'm going to play this scoop for you all to listen to, and we'll be right back with Jack. Patrick. This is your HIV scoop with Josh Robbins, exclusive for Pause I Am Radio. Buzzworthy HIV news in under 90 seconds. Here's Josh Robbins in this week's HIV scoop. All right, here we go. Jack McEnroth, a long-term survivor who was diagnosed with HIV in 1990, is again raising money uh, this year for the 2017 Breaking AIDS Ride, which benefits Housing Works. Now, his goal this year is $75,000, and that is not simple for the former Project Runway star. He wants his 285-mile bike ride from Boston to New York, which is over three days, to raise even more than the $56,000 that he did last year. It's crazy money, y'all. As always, McEnroth is using his sexy body to post social media ads for every donation of $250 or more. But uh, I will tell you, if you want the prime parts of his body 
to be your human billboard, you've got to dig really deep. It's a thousand bucks. But if you do it, his ass, that's right, his ass will beam proudly the message that you want to his three quarters of a million social media followers. I think it's a good deal. So good job, Jack McEnroth. Hey, if you got it, flaunt it right, baby. You can donate uh, by finding the link on any of his social media profiles. Just search for the verified Jack McEnroth. All right, next, about eight. And there you have it. That was actually last uh, week's uh, HIV <laughs> Scoop with Josh Robbins. So, Jack, there you go. He, he basically uh, explained everything for everyone else who was listening, but no, that was kind of cool that he. That was great. He, <laughs> I, I love Josh. Yeah, I think I reached out to him and sent him. I did a little press release at the beginning to sort of like. Um, fundraising is this crazy, crazy game because nobody wants to give away money. Like, I mean, you know, a lot of people want to support a good cause, but it's like, there's a lot of good causes to support right now. So you kind of have to be crafty. And I explain, I'm actually captaining a team as well called the Mac pack. And there's 10 riders and they all have to, I mean, you have to raise a minimum 3,500, which is actually not too hard at all. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest incentive, you know, if you can swing $100, what I did initially is, so Basket came in because they're they're just, you know, they've supported me for many years and they send me free stuff and I post it online or whatever. But they'll, they'll you know, 100 bucks, I just get your email and your information and, and send it to them and they'll send you directly, like, whatever style you want. And then the funny thing is, a lot of my fans and followers are kind of dirty old men, which is fine. Like, I'm going to be a dirty old man in about 10 minutes. So, um, um, you know, well, I told, so I said, you can either have a pair of underwear that, you know, from Basket, or you can have a pair of mine. Because I get sent a ton of stuff, and most of it I barely, I never even wear. I'd say, um, so I'll, I would say half the guys want my underwear and, <laughs> and, and it reminds me of our orange is the new black <laughs> oh oh that is exactly what it is and and then so i emailed them directly <laughs> once they donate because i was like hey i need your email i need your address and whatever and i'm like what exactly do you want i'm like i've i've let me just i'm not going to go too in depth about like you can imagine some of the requests that i get so um and hey within reason you never know because it's for a good cause. So, <laughs> so are, are are you still involved with swimming? Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, like I said, I went to Oakland for two years, and the team. I didn't have a car, so the team near my house was um, not awesome. I mean, they were. It was fine. It just didn't work out really well for me. They were. Um, they swam in a 33 and a third yard pool, which is just, it's a weird yardage. And I like to watch the clock because I've been a competitive swimmer since I was six. So I just sort of fell out of that. And then it's once you're, especially when you're older, it's really, really hard to get back in. So right now I'm training for the ride because 300 miles in three days is like your taint is not loving you. So I have to practice for that. And How do you train for that? Um, well, because I'm trying to fundraise so much money, that's actually my priority. And, you know, I, I really have to sit all day long. And the only thing that really works in fundraising is direct ask. Like, 
you can post something on Facebook until you're blue in the face, but unless you're actually messaging people directly on Facebook or texting people directly or calling people directly, people just like it on Facebook and then they don't take any action. So, you know, I have to sit down and like spend whole entire days cutting and pasting, cutting and pasting on Facebook. And I have, you know, I have four accounts with 5,000 friends each. And so that's 20,000 messages I need to send. So right now I've been texting and I'm down, I think I'm through M <laughs> on my phone. So it's a, it's a beat of a thing, but yeah, um, I haven't been, uh, I'm going to start swimming back in after the ride in September. And then there's a big meet in that following summer in Paris. So that's my goal. But you're going to ride three, 300 miles in three days. How do you physically train for that? Like you must be at the gym. Well, you're probably at the gym every day. I'm assuming. Well, I, a couple yeah, times a day. I mean, well, you, <laughs> Um, well, lift, I mean, I lift a lot and that's different than endurance training. Um, I, I, when I did this ride in 2014, I had a boyfriend at the time and we, so it was easier because we would just take our bikes everywhere. Um, this time I need, I mean, I forget, but fundraising accelerates. So the closer you get to the event, the more apt people are to, give money because you're like, Oh, three weeks left. And then they, you know, they kind of act and donate. Um, I, I really haven't been training that much. I just ride my right bike around the city. There's, and then breaking has a ton of practice rides. There's one. Uh, so in, uh, next month, there's one, the second Saturday of August. And then there's a hundred miler at the end of August, which I'll do both of those. And then I just try to squeeze it in when I can. And honestly, there's people that just don't train at all and um, just do the rides. And it's it's intense. It's really intense. But, you know, there's rest stops every, um, you know, hour and a half. And there's a lunch in the middle. And, I mean, some people that are real cyclists go balls to the wall and bike hard the whole way and finish the 100 miles in four hours and just sit at the hotel. But, like, we <laughs> – my team was always like in the second half and the drag queens would have to be like, bitch, you need to get back on your bike and get out of the rest stop. And we were sitting there like eating friggin' granola bars and not having a kiki. And they're like, so I mean, it's kind of what you make it. It's not a race. It's not a race at all. It's just, it's more fun than it. Honestly, I think it's more fun if you don't. I mean, it's, trust me, a hundred miles is a hundred miles. Anyway, you slice it. And it's hard. Like, the last <laughs> and then getting back on your bike the second time yeah uh, you're actually breaking out a little bit right now i can't imagine riding that far i mean uh when i posted uh something this morning about you being on scott kramer you know our friend uh reached out to us and and told me that he was actually going to be a part of the crew uh, along the ride, yeah. which was kind of interesting. I thought it was neat. Yeah, there's a, I mean, it's a big deal. I think there's uh, close to, I think the cap. Can you hear me okay now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, my phone is a piece of crap. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think there's, it caps out at 175 riders. It's actually small, um, relatively. Like if you think of the AIDS ride in California, that's a, the big one life cycle i believe that's 
you know, right. a thousand, you know, thousand or something. It's a huge city of riders, but they camp, and um, and I and I I think our in, in a weird way our our ride is actually harder because it's three days of almost a hundred miles a day, and they do. I think there's just five or six days, but they like one of the days is like forty miles, and they like flop around and. The good thing I like about our ride is that it's hotel based because we're small. So we'll come, we go into like some weird fucking town in Connecticut and take over a holiday inn. And then we get to shower and sleep in regular beds because at my age, I am not camping ever again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not taking a shower in a truck. No, thank you. So So I noticed that you've gotten some uh, new, new ink on your arm. Um, is there any explanation or any 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 meaning behind it? Um, no, yeah. So no, I mean, you know, yeah. There's always some meaning. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I, I, you know, I've had tattoos since. Well, the first one I got, I was 17, and so like I was born in 69, so that was a hell of a long time ago. And then I remember I got like forearm <laughs> tattoos before p- tattoos were really a thing, like in the early 90s, and. I remember people asking me if I was in a gang and I was like the prettiest little thing you've ever seen. And I was like, no girl, I'm just trying to be a bush. Um, so, <laughs> um, I thought I was really done. You know, I was like, had sort of lost interest in them. And then I would, I think it was, I was in the Bay area when I started it, I first started that I got a blue rose on my hand and I got that first. And then I was like, you know what? I think I just want to get my whole arm covered. And so I, and then it actually was supposed to go up on my neck and around to my back. But um, I, and then I moved to New York. Um, I moved back home and uh, I found this guy who was amazing. His name is Mikhail Anderson and he's at a tattoo shop called First Class Tattoo. And I, I gave him like the jellyfish image, which is slapped on my shoulder. You can go, anyone can go look on it. It's on Instagram somewhere. Um, and then... I kind of just let him do what the hell he wanted. And the thing that's really different about this tattoo, and people stop me on the street all the time, is that it's full coverage. Like, literally every part of my arm is covered in color. So, I I mean, first of all, I did not expect it. I think it was like 45 hours total. It was like, you know, I know. It was like seven appointments of like six to eight hours a piece. And... I just sat and watched movies, and it, actually the pain doesn't really bother me, except for under right near armpit is excruciating. But yeah, it was it was good, and then I just kept giving him my American Express. I was like, "Fuck, I could have gotten fucking LASIK <laughs> surgery instead." <laughs> but I'm like, I guess I'm gonna just and have a cool tattoo. So <laughs> no, it looks. I think it looks amazing. I mean, I always wanted to sleep myself, but I, that's incredible. Is there a meaning behind the jellyfish? Since that was something that you wanted. Um, well, you know, I'm I'm very aquatic, obviously. So like I and I'm yeah. and blue and blues and greens are kind of my colors. So I started off. What I really did is I just gave him a bunch of imagery that I liked, and I'm like this. I found this sort of iridescent jellyfish, and I was like, start with that, and then kind of here's 50 things that I think look cool, and you do whatever you want. So those. There's like this weird sort of octopus on my forearm, and then there's like a thunderstorm on my bicep and under my arm, and there's two two like fighting fish on the back, and then and then the back side of my forearm, uh, which 
I can't really see, which I'm trying to look at now, um, is a this buck. It's a deer. It's amazing. And so I, I, it's funny because I would literally, the only way I could get through it, because it was, a, I sit for a long, long time. And even the people in the tattoo place were like, dude, you're like hardcore. I'm like, I'm actually a pussy, but this isn't really bothering me. So, but I would, I, I, I would bring my iPad and watch movies. So as long as I was distracted, it wouldn't, I could, I could just yeah. keep going until he was tired. So, um, yeah, I'm happy with it. No, I think it looks great. A, a lot of the people are tweeting at us uh, saying uh, they need that bike <laughs> that you have posted. You gave me the image of the red bike, I think, which was a couple of years ago. Because your tattoo on oh, yeah, yeah. that so photo. That is, yeah, well, so if, like I was saying before, so every $100 that you donate, you get a, a raffle ticket. So if it's 100 you get one raffle ticket. And I actually think I, I wrote it down in my um, in the link, and it has all the tiers of donation, but I can't really remember... Um, I, I think for like $500, you get seven tickets. I mean, I, I boost it up and then for a thousand, you get like 15 tickets or whatever. So then at the end, which I did this last time, I just, I do it live where I make it, I take everyone's name and, and the number of times that they gave a hundred dollars and I put it all in a thing. And then I, um, so I'm giving away a Fitbit, a Surge, a $400 digital projector, um, the wet lube kit, uh, six classes to Monster Cycle, uh, Lorenzo Martone bike, which that's the bike you're talking about. It's, he does cool shit. You can go on, just Google Lorenzo, Lorenzo, I think it's Martone Cycles or Lorenzo Martone. You can figure it out. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> just tell them if they want that bike, they can donate and they might get it. <laughs> there you have it. And all, all that, the image of the bike is on uh, both our social media. So I did have somebody on the line, and I guess they hung up. Uh, if you uh, want to call in real quick and speak with Jack, 929-477-3572. Um, so I know one of the things that uh, you kind of uh, created while I was away was this uh, We Are Clean, uh, the Shower Shelfie campaign. Uh, that That is not something that is active anymore, correct? Well, it's, you know, it's still alive. If you, if you look at the hashtag, we're right. all clean, like all those images are still there. Like, but it, I think that was, it was before, it was the year before. 2014? And it was, sorry? 2014, I thought. Yeah, that, that, that sounds about right. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the year I, the, no, that sounds, I think that's perfectly right. So, uh, Basically, it was the year before I moved to Oakland, and I was like, you know, the, they had just had the um, the ice bucket challenge for ALS, and I was like, mm -hmm. we need to start, we need to keep, get HIV back in the conversation, like, how can we do this? And I actually would love, because I think it was a genius, like, it just sort of happened, and I did it by myself, like, I didn't have an, I, 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 went to housing works and said, listen, I need a beneficiary because the people are going to donate money. Cause I think with the ALS challenge, they were donating it to the ALS foundation or whatever. So I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, we didn't actually raise a lot of money. I think 10,000 altogether, but it only lasted for like a week and a half. It was like a blip. But the cool thing was, is that, you know, everybody loves taking their clothes off and taking a selfie. And I'm not shaming that at all because I do it on the daily, but, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> But then, you know, it gives people a reason to do it instead of just like, here's my hot body and at Madrid Pride or whatever. So um, it blew up. Like, and it was funny to watch because the PR team at Housing Works wasn't really involved, but they were paying attention. And like, 
Perez Hilton did it, and then Whoopi Goldberg put it on her Facebook page, and then Laverne Cox tweeted about it, and like with all this was happening within literally like seventy two hours, and then I and then BuzzFeed got a hold of it, and then it went totally viral, and like it was translated into because a bunch of like my friends that are social media powerhouses that are you know like international go-go boys and models and you know actors singers all that stuff a bunch of them did it and then like their friends did it and the call to action was to like invite three of your friends to do it so it sort of grew exponentially and by the time it was sort of done uh, apparently it had 26 million social media hits and like it was translated into like 12 languages and all this stuff so actually i would love if uh, a big organization like Amphar or somebody would, because it could be easily revitalized because I just think that culture of selfies and Instagram or whatever has just grown more since then. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I think it could be revitalized. So, but I just can't, I can't take that on again by myself. It was, it was insanity. <laughs> uh, yeah. I actually never actually took a photo of myself, but I thought it was genius when I thought it came out and I thought only you would be the person to think of something like that. You know what I mean? So I thought it, I thought well, it was you know, genius when it is, came out. So the thing is, I I think it's because listen, everyone wants to do good, but like, and and I don't mean this in a nasty way, but we're lazy, and then like unless and that's mm-hmm. how I why I'm giving all this stuff back when I don't when for people who donate and I really try to like thank them openly and whatever. I'm like people kind of want to feel validated and they want. But like, you know, we all have, it's not the combination of being lazy and having really busy lives. So if you can figure out a way for people to do something that is, that's something they can do in like, you know, 10 seconds and then post it, whatever, it's, it's kind of cool. Like, I mean, the Ice Bucket Challenge took off because celeb- like big celebrities got involved and I was hoping like one or two big celebrities would jump on board and then it would have exploded. But, um, you know, I mean, it's, so there there has to be some sort of um thought behind planning something like that because you can't there's too many i've learned this the hard way too if there's too many steps for people to do a call to action they won't do it so like even even with the shower selfie challenge like people are happy to take a photo of themselves and ask three people to take a photo but like then the third thing was like and then donate to this site so you know $10,000, that's great. But if 26 million people were doing that, then not very many people were actually donating. So, you know, and that was just something that I couldn't, um, that I couldn't manage my, by myself. I mean, I was, it was, it was crazy, but I'm happy, you know, $10,000 is $10,000. So, you know, that's, in the end of the day, <laughs> yeah. that's great. And it's pretty incredible. You know, if maybe if there's a way that you could do it where people like for every photo or every hashtag, you know, a big company, like you said, is donating to for every tweet or yeah, every, exactly. you know, but no, I thought, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome when it came out. And, um, again, I thought only you would be the perfect fit for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, are, yeah, are you still I'm involved crafty. with Voltage? You no, are. You know what? We decided, we decided this year that, um, I mean, everything's really app-based now, and very few people yeah. spend time, except on work, online. So, you know, it, in retrospect, it should have been an app, um, but none of us, I, I mean, I, I was just the design sort of, you know, side of it, and the two guys, my two partners were 
the programmers and they don't, they weren't iOS programmers. So, um, you know, in retrospect, that's fine. It was what I think it was good at the moment. We, we just had a conversation this year to close it down because we really weren't doing anything with it. And this, and we were just paying for the server. So, which it wasn't a lot of money. Yeah. It was just like, listen, I think it's time to move on. And, um, but yeah. No, that makes sense. That's kind of what happened with the Poslam network. So it just kind of became irrelevant once Facebook and everything else kind of blew up. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I think it's great that there's, there's, I mean, I know there's a people cause people still reach out to me from all over the world and they're like, um, which, you know, what can I do? Is there, is there groups? And I think there's a lot of like closed groups on Facebook that you can, you know, try to join and chat groups and stuff. So, you know, I think all those things are out there. So a lot of the questions I have tweeted at us is, um, are you single? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just yeah. leave it at uh. So, <laughs> I'm single and I, um, I, I've been dating and I, um, I, I would really love to just not be single anymore and quit playing dating, you know, dating, dating is like basically interviewing yeah. for a job. It's like, it's like a little piece of hell. So, um, no, I, um, I was talking about this with my good friend yesterday, actually, yesterday evening. And he's like, you know, you're a lot like talking about me. He's like, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. You know, a lot of people are intimidated on your so my whole social media, like culture personality and which is not real. It's not really me. It's my brand. And, and, you know, and if you're not really secure, that's a lot to, you know, sort of deal with. So, I understand that that's true, but I also want someone who's confident enough. It's like, oh, I just know that that's, you know, I mean, the number of, the number of nude photos that I get sent on Instagram on the daily, like you would not even, it's hilarious. So, but I think it's funny because I'm like, well, yeah, that's great. But that person, first of all, like, I'm not going to hook up off of Instagram. And second of all, that person's in like Taiwan. So you know what I mean? But it is weird. And it's, I think people make a lot of assumptions about me and what I do and the thing to have this glamorous life and I'm meeting all these celebrities and, but it's like so far from the truth. So yeah, I'm looking, I'm out there. If people can contact me, it's very easy. You know how to find me. <laughs> I would prefer someone do, do you 40 get or any... older, just FYI. <laughs> Yeah, and you must have a job. A dad, well, now, well, right. Now that I'm a daddy, like the 18 year olds are coming out of the woodwork. It's like, no, honey, no, 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 no. I can't be. I can't actually like be the same age as your dad. Like that's not hot for me. <laughs> so, do you get any backlash for for being so stashy? Um. I suppose so. I mean, you know what? The thing is, what I learned, especially after being on Project Runway, it's like, when I was sort of universally liked on that show, I, I made sure I never said anything negative about anyone else. And But, you know, there's always going to be a faction of the public who wants to, is unhappy or wants to bash you or is jealous or for whatever reason. Um, 
I learned actually not to put too much value on the praise. Well, I actually, I call it the praise or the craze. So like when people are like, oh my God, I love you. You're amazing. Blah, blah, blah. And like, I go, thanks. Like, because validation from people I don't know is not really powerful. I mean, it's great. And I'm glad that I'm, you know, there's people that like what I do. And especially if it's something, you know, substantial, like helping them deal with finding out their HIV status or getting on meds or whatever that may be. Um, but then the other side is the crazy. And it's like, I get people who want to hate on me. And, and, but I, I, I very early on, like, so we came off the show in 2008 and Facebook, we all had MySpace pages. So Facebook was just starting. <laughs> and I just learned that I block very, very readily. Like my block list on Facebook is like 500 people because I just don't allow ne negativity on my page and, and any of my social media. And I also don't read anything about myself be because I don't, it doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? It's like those people are n not real. They're observers behind, you know, the safety of their phone or the safety of their computer. And um, yeah, I'm sure there are people who are like, oh, you're just such a, you know, you're always showing your ass. And I'm like, well, I know it gets attention. And like, my brand is sort of like <laughs> sex, sex positive, hot, hot, hot. And now I'm going to tell you about HIV or I'm HIV invisible. Like I've been positive for 28 years. So, you know, don't freak out when you find out that you are or whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, I can only do what works for me. I'm not going to be something that I'm not. So, yeah, don't worry about it too much. That's right. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it at all. I think you're doing a, a great job for the cause. And I'm sure people aren't. Uh, uh, complaining about the eye candy at all either. Um, <laughs> so where can well, actually please. people find you at? <laughs> them, you know, um, I'm lucky that I'm the only, apparently the only Jack McEnroth in the world. So, um, yeah, basically just I'm at Jack McEnroth on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. So, my website, don't even bother with. I don't think it's been touched for like five years. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm actually really trying to focus on Instagram right now because I they changed around the algorithm. Facebook now owns Instagram, and so they changed the algorithms. And both of them used to be a chronological feed of all your followers, and now they now they're trying to guess what you want to see. So it depends on how much you interact with different things. And there's all these tricks, and it's. It's sort of still baffling to me, so I'm I'm focusing on that. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, just send me a message. My email's public as well. Like, I think it's on Twitter. And um, so, if you have a serious question or a serious inquiry, I'm super easy to get a hold of. Cool, awesome, Jack. Thank you so much for sitting down with me and you know catching up. It's been great. It's it's been a long time, and I'm glad you're doing so well and you're still out there fighting. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we should do this more often, and um, I ho I really hope the audio on this turns out okay because um, I don't even know anyone with a landline anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute. So, it looks like I, I have a phone call real quick, so let me just take this phone call. It might be for somebody who wants to speak with you. So let's go. Area code 212, sure. who's on the air? Hey, Jack and Robert. It's Scott Kramer. Hi. Hey, Scott. <laughs> Hey, you guys. I just wanted to call in because it's so great to hear you guys both on the air together again. Um, what a wonderful throwback, um, and I'm so glad it's happening again. Uh -huh. And uh, 
Jack, I just wanted to say I will be on the ride this year as well um, as part of the crew. Um, yeah. So I will be supporting you and, and all of the other riders and staff. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I was on the ride for several years and took last year off. So now I'm back, um, and it'll be great to uh, to see you again. I haven't seen you in a while, so I know wonderful, I've been wonderful. Gone. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, that, well, you're doing such awesome. an amazing job, and yeah, such wonderful things that both of you are doing. And so um, it's it's uh, great to have you guys back as part of the community, and I'm looking forward to seeing all the good things that are up and coming for both of you. Yay! Thanks, Scott. I'll see you in a month in six September, weeks, five weeks, Scott. Yes, yes. Oh my God! <laughs> <I know. laughs> great, great. Well, good luck That's with the training, and um, and Robert, keep up the good work with everything that you're doing, and we'll we'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, Scott. All right, sorry. You have a great day. All right, you guys. <laughs> so there you have it. So the last question for you, Jack, is what advice would you give to somebody who is diagnosed today? Um, that's a question I get a lot. Um, uh through Facebook and Instagram mainly. It's like, I just found out I'm positive. And I always am like, my first thing is don't freak out. Like, and I know it's different for different people in different parts of the world. But my first question is like, have you been to the doctor? Have you um, had your blood work done? Do you know like what your numbers are? And if they say yes, I'm like, are you on medication? And then if they say yes, um, I'm like, are you undetectable? And then if they say yes, I explain that they, you know, they can't, like that's great that'll be totally fine they and also i think an important thing to remind people of especially now is because it's now it's factual is that um undetectable equals untransmittable so you know i think it's very um good information for people that are positive to know that if they're undetectable they're not doing the virus they're not spreading figure out what actually access they have to treatment and and just say like listen i've been positive for 20 years it ain't a big thing no more so yeah (laughs) girl you got this girl you got it (laughs) yeah girl take your pills girl (laughs) that's awesome jack you know you're welcome back anytime you have something going on just contact me you know we always got room to fit you in um we love you here at the show and i just you know wish you luck moving forward Thanks, babe. I love you, too. And we'll talk soon. All right, hon. You got it. Have a Have great a good, day. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you. And again, you guys, you can find more information on Jack by either going to his website, jackmackenroth.com, or by following all his social media at Jack and Mac, Mac, at Jack McEnroth. Woo! So I want to thank you all for tuning in this week. And remember, next week we will be speaking um, with uh, people who attended the uh, re- the Paz Brotherhood retreat this past uh, two weeks ago in, in Pocono, so I'm excited for that. I'm going to be sharing my experience about what it was like to go there and, and connect with people on a spiritual level. Um, it was totally incredible. You're definitely not going to want to miss this. Again, next week, we're going to do the Brotherhood retreat recap. Um, I do want to play one of our positive messages for our friend Kevin Maloney and Rise Up to HIV, so let's go ahead and play that. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Bruce. I'm from Brooklyn. I was diagnosed with HIV in 2003, and I became undetectable and 2010. 
My positive message is that this is an incredibly exciting time to be living with HIV because we know now that we have treatment that not only protects us, protects our health and, and enables us to live long, healthy lives, but it, it protects our partners from getting HIV. We cannot transmit HIV when we're undetectable. Um, so I guess the message is, is if you're considering treatment or you're on treatment, please understand that if you take your meds and stay undetectable, you won't transmit HIV, you'll stay uninfectious. It's very exciting, we can have sex and intimacy and, and babies with our partners without fear, without shame, and without stigma. And there you have it, that's our friend here, Bruce Richmond, uh, with the Prevention Action Prevention Access Campaign. I'm having trouble speaking today. Um, you can find information about the U equals U campaign by just Googling uh, hashtag U equals U, or going to the preventionaccess.org. Uh, uh, what an amazing campaign that is. Again, I want to thank our guest today, Jack McEnroth, for joining us. You can go to all his social media, at Jack McEnroth, to make uh, a uh, contribution to his fundraiser, Breaking Age Ride, which is um, part of uh, Housing Works. He's, his goal is to raise $75,000. So go ahead and participate, help him um, make his goal, and, and, and help people who are in need. Again, thank you all for tuning in. This is Robert Brining. I'm signing off. Thank you all. Again, next week, August 6th, we're going to do a recap of the Paz Brotherhood Retreat. Join us then. Till then, stay positive. Thank you for joining us for Paz IM. You can listen to us each and every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we bring you your weekly dose of hope. Join in the conversation on social media, Paz IM Radio and at Aaron Laxton. And while you're on there, check out I'm Still Josh as he brings the HIV scoop of the week. Also, if you've not checked out the positive message campaign from Rise Up to HIV, be sure to do so. For all of you who contribute and make this show possible, thank you so very much. If you think you have a story that needs to be covered or you would like to come on air and talk to Robert and myself, please let us know. We want to bring content that you need and that you want. Be sure to download this episode on iTunes and past episodes. We'd love to hear your feedback. From all of us over right here at Paz IM Radio, from Robert Brining and myself, have a safe and healthy week. And until we speak again, stay positive.